because I believe science might offer an answer to the curse of the Bambino. Why someone took so long to hire that guy is beyond me. Anybody who's not tearing their team down right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. One of the great things about money is it, it buys a lot of things. One of which is the luxury to disregard what baseball likes, doesn't like, what baseball thinks, doesn't think. <laughs> it's a threatening, not just a way of doing business, but, it's, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. How can you not be romantic about baseball? All right, Brent Porcio, and we got John Heisinger here with Fuel Factory Baseball. And this is going to be kind of just a, a state of the union of what's been going on with baseball here in December 2018 about to go into the new year and uh at fuel the new fuel factory baseball with Zinger and Top Velocity. So what's up Zinger? What's happening my brother? So cool. So a lot of things on your end is really uh, evolved. I, I was cool. I got to I got lucky came out to Arizona. I totally even forgot why I came out to Arizona, but I got to see you. And I, I actually was there as you were moving in. How lucky was I to see the fuel factory uh, right in the beginning? Yeah, that was awesome timing. <laughs> so talk about uh, the new facility, the new business, and talk about like what's uh, what's been y'all's mission. Well, I mean, I think the the first mission is is baseball education. You know, making making it where we process the game down to a, you know, maybe a simpler level because the game is so complex. Like you go watch, I've been coaching some middle school baseball and you go watch the game at that level compared to maybe, you know, major leagues, for example. And it's like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, you know? So we're, as much as we can, we're looking to give these kids, you know, the, the steps to being a complete baseball player, you know, the, uh, the base running stuff, the anticipations pre-pitch, you know, obviously the swinging, the throwing, the beginning of pitching, you know, so getting some guys at that age really makes you kind of take a glimpse at, uh, the development as a whole, you know, so we're doing our best to stay, process based you know and give them little bits of a lot of stuff you know as far as strength training speed and agility that kind of stuff too uh you know just looking to train that complete player cool and then you've gone you got a business partner uh with fuel factory don't you i do you want to talk about your partnership or yeah it's uh it's a pretty unique situation you know i i had uh Matthew Liberatore last year and his dad Anthony is my partner now and you know so we've we've known each other for a number of years and if anybody understands what I do it's him you know because Matthew is uh, you know obviously a very dedicated student that I've seen a lot of you know um, now he is really good with the business side of things which allows me to focus on the, the training and development side of things, which has really helped out a lot. You know, we yeah. kinda, and, we and talk about, for those who don't know who Matthew Liberatore is, tell, tell them about what uh, you guys uh, did uh, this past year with him. Uh, Matthew last year was the first round pick for the 
Tampa Bay Devil Rays, 16th pick overall. Um, had a really good first season. Um, great kid. Um, I know Perfect Game had them him ranked as the number one player last year um, in their, their ranking system. Uh, last summer, he won the MVP of the Under Armour All-American game at Wrigley Field. Wow. And then he got to start the game at Petco for a perfect game, which was really cool. I got to go watch that. I was in San Diego. And then he got to pitch on Team USA and got to pitch the gold medal game, which was, you know, obviously a very unique experience. But uh, And you've been coaching him for a long time, right? Yeah, since he was 11 years old. That's crazy. Well, cool. And we've got some good interviews on the podcast with him and you and um, so others. If you want to learn more about it, look back to some of the previous podcasts. You'll see we did a good one right before he got drafted. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I can watch that, actually. That was, that was fun. I know we'll flip the mic. You can do some questions for me, but I want to keep going with you. Um, like, Talk about the new things you're doing. I know you got the app. Um, of course, you've got uh, all the training in the facility. I guess talk about the size of your facility, all the training that's going on in the facility, and then we'll we'll go into the app and stuff. You say we're uh, about five thousand square feet. Uh, we've got a a large twenty by seventy cage, and then we've got a a big pitching tunnel, and then we've got a weight room area, and then uh, the nice thing about this property is we've got some outdoor area for for throwing as well. Or even even for some conditioning stuff, but uh, and you're in uh, we're in Arizona, just so they know. We're in Phoenix. So for anyone going out to spring training, it's a nice little stop, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, come in and party with us. We uh, we have a lot of fun. We've got different uh, classes, um, different uh, a baseball IQ class. We've got you know defense class, pitching. Uh, the defense throwing throwing program kind of stuff and then we've got just speed and agility for all athletes and uh, strength training if you want to call it that uh, movement right uh, training and they can uh, they can check you out at what is it Fuel Factory Baseball is it uh, with Instagram or, or Fuel in Fa- your social media say it again it's fuelfactorysports.com Okay, cool. And then there's uh, Fuel Factory on the Instagram and then Twitter. Well, I got uh, Hunter Spears. He came to me. He's, uh, was draft, excuse me, was drafted by the Dodgers and um, great guy. He uh, he trains here with me, and I, I'm telling. I told him yesterday I would really like you to work with him. He's going to go out to spring training, so maybe I can get him to show up a little bit beforehand. To, uh, you can work with him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a, a good group. There's a, a group of college and pro guys that come in in the morning, you know, and it's fun just watching them, you know, interact, you know, and the kind of conversations that go on, kind of like the clubhouse, you know, and it's it's fun to talk, you know, talk shop with, with other guys because there's so many different ways to do what we do, you know, and getting guys out, you know. And I think that's the – the bottom line, that's part of, you know, we talked the other day and it was like, you know, there's a lot of cool metrics and cool, you know, visuals and that kind of stuff in the game today.
but it still comes down to getting guys out in between the lines, you know, with, uh, you know, at whatever level you're at. Yeah, running throws isn't going to do it, right, Zinger? <laughs> well, it's definitely not. You can't do that in the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, talk about the app. Is is that been the real? I mean, it's been successful. Is is that probably for those who can't train in Phoenix? Is that the best way for them to engage in your methods? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's uh, come the new year. It's going to be making a little change. We're changing it from the Coach Zinger app over to the Fuel Factory app. And we're adding some some more content from other coaches, um, you know, for all the the different stuff that we've talked about, you know, development wise. And talk about like how it works, pricing all the way into the the coaching support that they get from it. So basically, what they they have options as far as the pricing, and and that's actually something that we are about to. Uh, that's going to roll into the fuel factory. We're going to modify what's going on right now. So it's, I'll say it's under construction with that, but we're going to do a monthly or a yearly fee, you know, just for full access to the, the whole video library, but also access to training logs. So basically you can go through and select your, your day. Um, and it's going to come out with your nutrition your sleep, you know, your exercise, your movement, your skill training, your conditioning, and then your mental training, and just give you basically like a, a, a task for the day. You know, I basically with with some stuff I've done in the past that were more freestyle for people where I, um, you know, information or movements, you know, and then allow them to their their own creativity within that which i found works for some guys but i've especially with the younger guys they need to be told what to do a little bit more until they know what they're doing you know is you know following mm -hmm. following a system or a program you know or a variety of you know just different methods mm -hmm. cool well um how can they find out about the app? Is that on uh, fuelfactorysports.com? As of right now, it's on coachzinger.com. Okay. 2019, we're rolling it. Cool. Over to the Fuel Factory Sports, which which we're excited about. There's some more stuff going on with it, too. We're doing uh, a gamification, so basically creating leaderboards, you know, for guys to be able to uh, measure you know, their own stuff, but also see where they're at compared to, you know, other people either at this fuel factory or, you know, wherever else, because we've got several coaches that are using the, the format as well, you know, so they basically use the programming and take the stuff that they want to use from it. Well, cool. I like it, man. I love it. Um, it's been fun. It's crazy. It's been like two years, so it's pretty, it's pretty robust now. There's a lot of there's a lot of content in there. Yeah, you have. It's it looks great. So um, now let's flip the mic. How about ask me some questions and then we'll talk about kind of the where baseball is today. Well, I know you're a student of the game, you know, and you're a student of just movement and training and all this stuff, the biomechanics. I just I think it'd be awesome to hear you talk about you know a couple things that are maybe 
new in your world or things that have, you know, came up lately, a couple things that, you know, have a, yeah, something um, audience, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always trying to keep up with technology and I'm, you know, I'm getting my master's in kinesiology and which is fun. And I, I ultimately, I mean, I could change my mind, but ultimately I want to try to get a PhD in it just cause I like to advance, um, all this, you know, all the science in this game, um, this game is still trying to catch up with sports, even like, you know, like golf. Um, it's hard getting the conventional wisdom to want to evolve and get away from the old way of doing things. Not saying like everything needs evolved, but there's a lot that needs evolved specifically when we have one of the highest injury rates of any sport. Um, our the pattern of injury exists, which isn't a good thing for any sport. Uh, so I'm, I'm always pushing that and, you know, I love the work I've been doing with 4D Motion, 4D Motion Sports. These guys have an app that uses these Bluetooth sensors to map the biomechanics of the pitching delivery, and it gives you, it can even give you real-time feedback of how your body's moving through a 3D avatar. Um, and But we've just been trying to simplify it because it's it's amazing. It's almost like a medical unit. You can get so much, you know, data and gra graphs about your movements. And the problem is, is baseball just hasn't, jumped to it that uh well because i think it's just very complex so we're trying to simplify it it has something to do with that too like just the speed of the movement it's like even you know i got recently got a camera that you can slow the ball down you know all the way out of the hand and it's you know you see things that you couldn't see with previous technology and i think part of understanding it might be that too yeah yeah, I think that's how things change. And, and, you know, for example, for years, you know, just talking about release point, you know, I taught years, coaches would say that you actually would extend your wrist to release the ball. But when we, you know, when we took high speed cameras, and we slowed it down, you could see that your wrist stays in flexion all the way through release, there really is no wrist extension until after you release the pitch. So that that challenges a lot of people that for years have heard the opposite. And they don't understand why, and it's just strictly because now we have the technology to see what's really happening. Uh -huh. And the cool thing with 4D Motion, we're, we're working on this hip-to-shoulder separation just component of the app. So we'll make it simple for a, a player user that could get two sensors, put it on a hip in the trunk, and we can show them in real time how well their trunk and their hips and shoulders are separating in front foot strike because we know through studies that the more you separate your hips and shoulders it is a performance enhancement but also which is the great piece it's also reduces uh the, the torques to the arm uh, you're capable of increasing ball speed without having to increase arm speed due to the hip to shoulder separation component once again that's something that challenges conventional wisdom people are like how can you throw harder Without your arm going faster, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you got to learn the kinetic chain. You got to learn the science and how energy flows up the body. And once you do that, there is actually ways to sequence the body to push more energy out into the ball without speeding up the arm. And that's what that to me, or ultimately to science, that is the only way for us to remove pattern of injury here is if we can learn to use the kinetic chain better. So this uh, separation component that we're going to be marketing for those to use as feedback in their training for hip to shoulder separation, I think is going to be a huge, huge piece 
for, for players learning how to increase performance while reducing risk of injury. Because unfortunately, the industry hasn't been focused on that. They've just been focused on enhancing performance. And the problem has been we have more injury. Uh, what do you think? Totally agree. I mean, I think part of it too is is under training. You know, I I feel like you know maybe at the higher levels that's less because a lot of those guys are beasts. You know, and I think uh, you know part of that's what I actually wanted to to ask you next is is about the freak theory, like. You know, you'll have guys that, you know, like, so let's say like a Chapman, somebody's like, hey, he's a freak, you know, it makes it like they can't do anything like that versus I've got guys like, you know, for instance, Matthew, like he's always, he's always liked the challenge of any kind of, uh, whether it was uh, his jump rope or whatever, whatever, you know, his power clean, whatever, whatever kind of movement you want to go into it's it's something that if you're always looking to improve or thinking you can do something you can you know kind of like the old henry ford quote if you think right. you can't, you're right no i, I think it's huge i mean there's no I, magic pill right have you ever seen a magic pill out there that's like the one like the one thing that you can do that's going to take you to the top you know if the guys that the guys i see on a consistent basis that are you know at the highest levels and make it for the longest in the game are guys that put in a lot of work you know and i think guys need to know that you know it's not just one thing you're going to go do for 30 minutes that's gonna take you you know take you to the top now i've been lucky to be around two hard workers in the big league level with david ardsma and then trevor rosenthal and both both of them could would probably love it, but they could actually compete against each other for who's the hardest worker. I mean, it's insane just watching them both. Um, you, I mean, nobody likes criticism, but you can constantly criticize them, and they just take it as a challenge. And I think that is what separates them from most other people is a lot of people, they take the criticism and they start to either ignore it or they uh, they turn against you. Uh, these The guys I've seen that I believe I accept as the greats in the game, like you know, Ardsma and Rosenthal is they they take it as a challenge and it's awesome to see because they 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 win. They use when they take the challenge, you rarely see them lose, you know. Well there's no victim mentality there, right? I mean there's I run into a lot of the victim mentality where guys will people will look to blame a coach or blame, you know, this or, you know, blame that. You know, I think everybody goes through that in this game. That's where, you know, this game I think teaches a lot of personal responsibility if you play it you know it's like you you realize that you're <laughs> you're the common denominator right it's like if if you made the error you know it's like we always, you hear a guy say my bad and it's like uh-uh like who else's bad could have it been like save that save those words like <laughs> it's the worst one of the worst things you can say besides i know to a coach you know is my bad well you you just got to be careful and you know how your ego tries to control things and that's what it comes down to it's like we have a kid here who is incredibly gullible and he just needs because he's young he just needs someone to protect him 
but the dude is so smart because of it. Like, think about it. If you're a gullible person, you're going to believe everything. And if you're curious and gullible, you're going to believe everything and you're going to be open to learn as much as you can. And so this kid is, is, he's a genius, but he's only, the problem is he's vulnerable. So, you know, if he's not smart and aware, someone can take advantage of him or, or, you know, he can go down the wrong road, but, and he tends to make those bad decisions. So, but the point is like, there, you have to be open-minded. You have to be willing to take any challenge and, and conquer it. Uh, this stubbornness of, I know what's best, uh, you know, that's not going to work for me. Or, you know, I've, you can be stubborn in certain aspects to protect yourself, but if you're too stubborn, you're going to stifle and stunt your development in this game. And, and that's a problem. Baseball is extremely stubborn, specifically coaches uh, in this game, you know? I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. So it's it's tough. It's hard to be open minded because it challenges you all the time. And you, and and you know, Zinger, if 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 we get too stubborn, you know, we don't evolve. And you got to be careful being too stubborn. You know. Well, I think you got to be open to the fact that sometimes what you did yesterday might have been wrong, but what you can do today could be right. You know, it's like getting stuck in a rut or keep. You know, if you. If you're open to the change, if it's for the better of your guys, I think that's the key. You know, if it's like, if it's because I've always done it this way, then that's kind of a, a tough thing for to get guys to buy into. You know, it's like you expect them to be open and you expect them to make changes, but then you're going to stay the way you are. You know, it's like you want to uh, walk the talk, if you will, where it's like, hey, if you're open, you, you can ask your guys to be open. Like, hey, I... I'm and I'm one of the first to say like there's no way that I have this all figured out, you know. And I've I've played this game for a long time and I've been coaching for a long time, and we have a good idea what we're doing. But there's no one way for everybody in this game. There's so many different ways to do it, you know. And that's that's part of the beauty of it. And that's, yeah, I mean that's good. But I just I don't like it when people use that as a cop out or like I don't have to. I don't have to work that hard, Brent, because, you know, everybody's different. So, I mean, I think you're right, but people can also use that as a crutch. The hard work is, I mean, the more guys I, like I said, the more guys that I see that it's like they have a a dedication, you know, I mean, there's the exceptions to that. But as a majority, I'll bet you if you look at 90 to 95% of those guys work their tails off, you know. Yeah, and it's cool. And, you know, I've seen this, I, you know, with the, the big leaguers I've got to work with, they're usually pretty damaged, <laughs> except for, you know, Trevor Rosenthal just came here after Tommy John. He just wanted some guidance to prevent it in the going on, you know, going forward. But most of them I get are really damaged. And I have one right now, and I'm not going to use his name, but the worst injury, I think, in baseball. He, he sheared off his humerus. It literally, it came off from the epicondyle or the, 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 you know, where the ball and socket is at the elbow, or not the ball and socket, where the other way, where the uh, hinge joint is at the elbow, you know, the end of the humerus bone where it links into the, the ulnar, that, the, the meat of the bone just sheared off, like perfect cut, just came off and almost popped out of his skin. And while he was pitching, and this guy has two plates, he's got a plate on the inside of the elbow and the outside of the elbow with 16 screws in it. And he pitched last year, but barely struggled with it. But it's, you know, I think he's gonna have a great year this year. 
mainly because uh, he, his body was just he was he, this guy's incredibly strong, incredible war, hard worker, but he just isn't a good mover. And uh, the strength training was building strength within poor movement, which baseball just keeps doing it, man. And it just it just is unbelievable that this keeps happening. But you know, it's it's crazy when you have a big leaguer in here who is strong enough to keep up with with most uh, you know other good athletes in here but when we start doing the advanced movement stuff like the like the you know the olympic stuff or all our med ball stuff he he literally feels like he's he's a, a little leaguer he, and it's so frustrating for him being at the level he's at and i think that's the problem with baseball we still are not understanding how good of a mover we have to be to to do these skills and what we're doing is we're putting in all this strength training and the strength training isn't enhancing movement efficiencies or proficiency. And uh, because of that, it's just creating more injury. Yeah, it's giving us more, you know, we're seeing a good performance enhancement, but we're seeing more injury because it's really not uh, strength and conditioning that is supporting these skills. It's, just, it's powering the skills, but it's not really building them to be more efficient. Have you noticed that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it has to start at a younger age too. I mean, I see, I think as a whole with development, there's, you know, and this is another little topic that I think we've talked about before, but it's like so many guys will just play games, but they don't train, you know? And I think part of the year has to be just training, but any time that you're competing, you still need to train because you know, whatever you want to call it. I know people call it maintenance or whatever, but it's like, to me, you're, you got to get a little better every day, you know? And that means as a mover, especially if I'm going to be an elite or a power pitcher, I better be an elite mover, or a, a power athlete, you know, I better be explosive. Right. It's, it's not going to like trap bar deadlift, uh, you know, dumbbell press, I don't know, squats, lunges that, and, and then long toss is not going to make you an elite, healthy athlete or baseball player. It's not going to do it. Like, that's the problem. Baseball thinks all they got to do is put some strength and power in their weight room with some heavy loading and just throw distance. And they're going to be healthy and, and peak performance through the rest of their career. And it, it's not going to work that way because this, these skills are way too advanced. Yeah, I think, you know, like the that whole magic pill thing, but it's like there's there's not just you don't just do a couple things. It's like there's a lot of check boxes that go off, you know, in these guys' days. You know, and it doesn't just start when they show up at somebody else's place to train or at the field, you know, it's like most most guys have a have a routine, you know, some type of, you know, nutrition plan. You know, a lot of these guys you know, do visualization, you know, next level kind of stuff. A lot of guys are into, you know, even just little things like movement, you know, like w whatever you want to call it, mobility. Some people call it yoga. What, you know, there's different forms of doing it. You know, they're not just lifting either. It's like they're doing all of this stuff. You know, I think that's one of the misconceptions that I think – you know, people tend to deal with, especially, you know, top velocity, right? I'm mm -hmm. sure people can associate it with just, hey, it's just weightlifting or something. Right. And it's right. like, 
there's so many more aspects to it or spokes on the wheel, whatever you want to call it, um, that make up, you know, this next level kind of, kind of athlete. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, that's a marketing challenge. It's, it's hard to represent yourself in an industry with a complex list of things. <laughs> you know, it's easier just to go, Hey, we're Olympic lifters and med ball throwers, you know, it's, so people just think that's all you do. Well, that's never going to really be that way. There's always going to be a more in-depth list unless we're just cookie cutter in it to sell and make money. And that's obviously not what we're doing. We obviously have passion for this game and we love to develop athletes for this game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's hard to even sum it up. You know, I tend to just call it a holistic approach because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So it's like it all matters. You know, every, yep. every little thing. Well, I think that's what you've done really well is you're you're probably way more comprehensive than I am. I mean, I, I pretty much am biomechanics and peaking biomechanics that, you know, that you're you're you know, your approach is way broader than that, too. Your pitchability. I mean, I mean, just go into the, the checklist of things that you really represent with your guys. I, mean, I think it all starts with breath. You know, the breath is the foundation of all of it. Having having a pre-pitch uh, routine, you know, basically seeing the pitch before you throw it, looking where you want to go. You know, I think a lot of guys, you know, there's a couple of things, especially in the young guys, it's like they need to throw through their target and they need to, you know, basically just see if they can see what a good pitch would look like before they throw it and and then do it, you know, and allow – I think play the game one pitch at a time, you know, and it's kind of cliche. You hear a lot of guys say that, but it's like what that really means is you, you release the last pitch, whether it was good, bad or otherwise. And your sheer focus is in that present pitch, you know, and that's why the, the breath is kind of the foundation for us because that's where, you know, that that's where that starts. Um, and then I'd say as far as athleticism, we look to, to challenge our guys in as many ways as we can. Uh, a lot of single leg movements. Um, we love landmines. We love the Olympic lifts. Um, crawling, you know, basically some basic stuff. We do a little bit of some martial arts, kung fu uh, movement, some yoga. Um and then, you know, diving into guys, what are they eating, you know, talking to them about sleep, visualization, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think you're, you're uh, you know, the, you're the guy I, I defer to. I send guys, hey, when you really want to, you know, pull it all together um, and, and, and make yourself, you know, the complete package you know, Zinger, I sent them to Zinger. I mean, to me, I, I have a specific purpose with my guys and it's performance enhancement. I mean, that's something, it's a, the reason I did it is because I love it, man. There's, I just love peaking bodies. I think uh, Marvin Freeman, as much as he was probably jabbing at me, and initially I probably took it as an insult, I now like brag about it. Like he, he said, we're turning donkeys into racehorses, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty funny, but I was like, you know what? To be honest, that's really what I'm good at. I can take Well, but you something. can do that, too. I mean, you, I mean <laughs> yeah. you've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, guys become more athletic. They, they move better on the mound. It just, it's, yeah. I mean, 
it's cause and effect really but I mean, you know people come into my facility though and they're like you got a bunch of scrubs in here i'm like yeah no crap but when when i'm done with them they're not going to be scrubs anymore <laughs> well and i'll yeah. take it you know in the long run i i mean the the tortoise won right the yeah exactly tortoise won, but, but dude, there's there's nothing better than seeing a kid there's there's nothing better than seeing a kid that probably shouldn't have played college baseball or at least high level college baseball, do you know train and enhance his body to a peak optimal level and and do that and take the spot from kids that just thought it was supposed to be you know entitled they were entitled to that because of their genetic ability I I just there's nothing better than seeing a kid that probably shouldn't have been there earn that spot and and that's what we do and that's all I love to do it's just nothing fires me up more than doing that you know i totally agree i mean i've got a couple kids in here you know just awesome stories but i mean i've got a kid who was cut his first three years of high school made the team as a senior and now he's in his sophomore year of college that's awesome (laughs) that's what it's all about man i mean i think sports are more enjoyed when you see people that uh, are pushing past their genetic potential to achieve greatness and, and it inspires people and it to me it's it's all the reason i watch sport i mean it is fun to watch the chapmans the genetic freaks and just to cut just to see that those people exist but i don't think i enjoyed after you know, you know to be honest watching chapman now it's not as intriguing anymore i'm, I'm looking for that outlier who who breaks through and you know really proves everybody wrong those, those are the those are because it's a story you really enjoy those stories you know yeah, I love the stories too. I, you know, I think it's a reminder that it, it goes beyond just the game. I mean, we love the game and all that stuff, but it's like this has to go beyond the game because at some point we're all done playing, you know, and then we become fathers and coaches and whatevers. And I think that that's a big important piece. You know, we have to develop the whole individual, you know, be having an identity beyond just the game that we get to play. Hey, let's uh, let's we can start to close it up. Let's talk about the state of, of baseball and and online training and and just all the tools that these kids have today. Are we getting better? Um, you know, how are we doing? Um, kind of as as a community in this, or are, are, are we still separated in a lot of things? What What do you think? I mean, I see I see a lot of good information being shared um i think a lot of kids tend to have well all kids nowadays have access to the stuff we didn't have access to but i think the big key component once again is going to be action where it's like all the knowledge in the world if you can't apply it to me really means nothing you know it's like you've you've got to take all of this stuff you know whether it be spin rate or spin efficiency or you know your whatever's you know your launch angles for these hitters or you know it it still comes down to as a pitcher getting guys out Mm -hmm. and i think that we have to be able to funnel all of that stuff and ultimately go beyond it you know it's the same thing with mechanics you have to go beyond your mechanics you can't just be your mechanics but Sometimes it takes a lot of work to get to where that that happens. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's just wild seeing it from when we started doing this where, 
I, I feel like our idols when we were young were more more the players, and now I feel like the idols of these kids now are more the numbers, and which is fine. It just where it becomes a problem is when the numbers don't correlate to the game anymore, right? When it's like, well, my my goal was to throw ninety five, and obviously I wanted to play major league baseball, but now it's not so much major league baseball anymore. It's just 95. And then now it's not so much 95 on the mound to a catcher on the inside corner of the plate. It's now just 95 on this stupid radar gun. I actually want to see the nine and five flash. (laughs) You know, it's like, wow, your, your, your goals change. Therefore your dreams are going to have to change as well. And I don't think people understand that. It's like they're, they're letting, they're, they're just, it's, they're getting too obsessed about something and they're losing the big picture. Don't you think that's what's happening? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the same. Yeah. I think that's the same thing. You know, I think that the the outcome or if we're looking for an outcome, I think it should be getting a guy out, you know? So things like deception come into play, you know, your, your body language comes into play, you know, you're probably, if you're focused in that moment, that comes into play versus, just if you can huck and chuck it, you know what I mean? Which, Hey, there's, I think there's a, a bit and piece of a lot of things, you know, as far as athletic throws, I like, you know, even like quarterback throws and, you know, moving your feet and that kind of stuff. We do a lot of that, especially with the, you know, teaching the guys how to feel the ground, you know, and all the three X med ball throws. We love those, you know, as you know, but it's like teaching the feet to use the ground and the body, how to use the, you know, it takes, it takes practice and sometimes you got to get, you know, single leg, you know, there's, there's different stuff that you have to do to challenge the movement, you know, to, to benefit the outcome you're after, you know? So it's like, why do you want good mechanics? Not just so you can throw a bazillion, you want good mechanics so you can throw all your pitches that look the same to the hitter. You know, if you throw your fastball six inches different than you throw your slider, hitters, good hitters see that and it doesn't play. You know, there's there's more aspects than just if I can huck it and chuck it and, you know, blast it. That's why they're – I mean, I guess that's why people know me as a big – I mean, a, you know, a big, um, uh, you know, advocate against, like, weighted ball training. And to me, it's really extreme throwing. I, I You know, I as much as people think a top velocity is all we care about is velocity, it's not true. When you come here – you know, we're focused on efficiencies. We're focused on injury prevention. I mean, I guess there's two key, key things I'm looking for, three key things. I'm looking for velocity, precision, and efficient, or, uh, reducing injury. Uh, precision has to be a part of it because we have to locate the velocity. And then also, too, the efficiencies has to be a part of it because it ha- you have to be able to stand it or, you know, endure it or repeat it continuously. So I think the, the problem is, is like, a lot of the a lot of people are thinking if it's all about that 95 then there's got to be one tool that's going to get me there and once again we're losing the big picture and i think someone like using does a great job of keeping the big picture specifically and just people following your channels you can see that you're constantly uh keeping the big picture because you have so many things going on at one time because there's so many things we have to train yeah i think you know just for guys to i think you know, what you mentioned about the, you know, the information now too, you know, the information we were talking about, but there's, 
a lot of good coaches that are all talking about the same thing, but they say it a little bit different. And I think sometimes guys need to remember that too, because it's like, as a good coach, I might have 10 different ways to say the same thing to different kids. You know, it's like different guys, you know, hear things different. They respond different. We're all different, you know? So it's like, there's, there's not just one, you know, it, just because you might be right about saying something doesn't mean that this guy's wrong about the way he's saying it. If he's saying, you know, most, and I'm not saying this is everybody, I'm saying most of the good coaches that I see, you know, whether it's online or that I've met in my career, it's like they tend to talk about the same kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, there is exceptions to that. There's some bad coaches out there, no doubt. But it's like, you know, I think, I think the whole competition and the whole, the whole, uh, the ego that can get involved at times, you know, and almost the ego that you need in between the lines, you know, can, can cause a disconnect, you know? So I think, you know, once again, like we talked about earlier as an athlete, being open and then just be willing to, to work your tail off for it. Yep. Well, good dude. Well, I got to run. I'm sure you do too. Um, any last words? I just encourage everybody, you know, to, to go ahead and, you know, gather the information, listen to people that know what they're talking about. You know, there's no reason to act like anybody's recreating the wheel or, you know, it's like baseball has obviously grown a lot, you know, and I think it obviously, like we've talked about, it has ways to grow, you know, kind of like we all do too as individuals. But I think if we all as a whole, you know, basically can, can, you know, focus our force on getting better every day, you know, and focusing on staying in our own lane. And, and I think Brian Kane's phrase I'm going to take, but dominate the day, you know, like sometimes you can get overwhelmed with the process sometimes too, if you get too far out there, it's like focus on today, take care of this task. You know, I think phone, cell phones and the information that we have at our fingertips can be very distracting. You know, I was reading some stuff I don't need to talk about the whole article, but basically where our attention spans are so much lower. So I think, you know, focusing on one activity for 20 minutes can change. Only, can change. Only, the only way you're going to master something is you have to put, you know, massive amounts of attention into it. Yeah, and your full focus. Like if you expect to be fully present to make a pitch, to get a guy out in a game, you have to practice that on a daily basis, you know, so getting to that, you know, getting to that place, you know, but once again, just encourage guys to, to keep working at it. You know, that this game, there's a lot of challenges, you know, we face a lot of adversity, all of us, you know, but if, if you continue to stay relentless in the things you can control, you'll enjoy this game, you know, and it'll develop you beyond baseball. Yeah. All right, man, I'm going to close it out. Yeah, if you guys are more you know, interested in learning more about Fuel Factory or uh, the Fuel Factory, soon-to-be Fuel Factory app, go to fuelfactorysports.com. And uh, if you're interested in learning about top velocity performance enhancement programs like our velocity programs, um, go to topvelocity.net, man. Appreciate it, Zinga. Appreciate you, brother. All right, we'll do this again soon, man. Hold on, I'm going to kill it. All right, sounds good.